Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Hello Tell Hello, I cannot talk today. Hello Storyteller <laughs> podcast, but it's a special one. Oh, so special. You know why? Why? Cuz I'm looking at Meg. <laughs> in person. In person. And well, I was trying to think when is the last time that we were in person together? Uh, it would be July 2018 when I saw you in Massachusetts. Gosh, it's been a long time. Too long. I Too don't long. like it. I don't like it either. But we are in Palm Springs <laughs> with almost all of our entire admin um, team. We'll get to that in a second. But we are hosting <laughs> our first ever Hello Storyteller admin retreat. Yay! Yay! And so we have Laura and Angie are here as well. Um, and it's been it's it's been a really like fun couple of days it started so out pretty stressful <laughs> oh my god we'll talk you about guys are in for a treat we'll talk about that in just a second but it has just been so fun to be able to be here with meg and angie and laura we are desperately missing holly so sad so sad holly was all scheduled to come and then <sighs> as so many of us are dealing with this right now they had a, a covid exposure and at a, due to an abundance of caution decided Holly made the decision that she needed to stay home but we are missing her terribly oh, but we're gonna hopefully <clears throat> see her soon yes. um but let's we have a we have a topic we're going to talk about today and that is sort of like the importance of setting aside time and being intentional about getting together with people in your creative communities we're going to talk about that in a second but we wanted to just give you a little bit of a highlight reel of what it has taken <laughs> to get Laura here. Oh my God. So where's Laura from? Laura's from Canada. Canada. So just a little hey, geographic Canada. reference for you. Meg lives in California. She drove down. I live in Massachusetts. I flew across the country. Angela's in Minnesota. She got here. It was a little dicey. <laughs> a little dicey. For everybody. <laughs> uh, primarily because of the current climate that we're, we're living in. So we all agreed that we would all take COVID test before we got on the plane, before we started traveling to make sure and ensure that we were all negative, which we were. And of course, Laura coming internationally from Canada, that was a bit more challenging. And so there's <laughs> been, it was a very challenging 36 hours. Uh, I feel like the choking needs to come off. I feel anxiety coming on. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to give you the highlight version of this. And so let's just say that Laura's flights her initial flight, which was a lovely, quick, direct flight <laughs> to get here, got canceled. And so she decided that she was going to drive herself down or get, get down to the airport because she had to get her COVID test anyway. And then she managed to get herself on another flight. But unfortunately, this one was not direct. It connected through Calgary, where she was going to have a 12-hour layover. But she was willing to do it because she was invested and wanted to come. That's half a day, friends. <laughs> yeah. She must love us. <laughs> 12 full hours. Um, and then that flight got canceled. And so then she was like, I think that's it. I think we got a call. She was like literally like about to board that flight, wasn't she? The, it was it was close to it taking off. Yeah. And then that flight got canceled. And then she was like, guys, I think that's it. Like, I think you know, I have to pull the plug on this. And then she happened to talk to one of the gate attendants and there was a flight that was going to be leaving at 6 a.m. the next morning, also connected through Calgary, but would get her here the time she was supposed to get here normally. So she ended up being put up in a hotel by the airline because they had canceled her flight. And so then the next day, so she gets on the flight, six o'clock in the morning. Of course, I'm on East Coast time. So I get up at like 4.30 in the morning. So I'm 
I'm chatting with with Laura about this, and I'm like, okay, let me know you get on your plane. She gets on the plane. I'm like, great. And then her flight's not taking off, and then her flight is delayed, and I'm watching her connection time get shorter and shorter, and I'm like, oh uh, okay, is she taking off? She finally takes off. She gets in the air. Great. Fantastic. Then the next thing we run into with Laura is that she is, we're trying to get her through customs. So she's waiting in this really, really long customs line. And I say to her, Laura, find a, find a, an airport employee and tell them what time your flight leaves and see if they'll move you up. Cause her flight boarded in like, I don't know, 30 minutes or something. So she asks and they say, nope. And so she has to wait and she's waiting and she's waiting. And at this point I have pulled my car over. <laughs> she's I'm in some random San Diego residential neighborhood because I'm not leaving until Laura's flight takes off. I'm like, I can't drive down from San Diego to Palm Springs. I'm waiting for Mel to get to Palm Springs for Pete's sake. Hurry up, Mel. I'm like, I can't drive until I know that she is entirely on the plane. The plane has taken off all these things. She manages to get through customs, through security. She runs to her gate. She gets there as they're starting to board the plane. Great. She gets on the plane. I'm watching it on the flight tracker. It says taxiing down the runway. Perfect. I head to Palm Springs. <laughs> so one of the things that we had, that Laura had to do was in order for her to be able to get back to Canada, she had to have a PCR test. Couldn't have a rapid test, had to have a PCR test. So last week, more than a week ago, Laura and I booked her PCR test very conveniently at the Palm Springs airport booked it for 415. She paid in advance, all of the things. So we're like, we're feeling well good. We are prepared. We are good <laughs> to go. Now we know that like, lines for testing have been very long. We're like, well, she's prepaid. It's an appointment. Okay. So as I'm driving down to San Diego, we get here, I meet Meg. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at Laura's flight and I'm like, how is she arriving 45 minutes late? She was, they were taking off when I left San Diego. Well, apparently they did not take off when they said they were taking off. So her flight got a little bit delayed getting into, into um, Palm Springs. But friends, <laughs> the drama does not end there. Oh no, it doesn't so end there. <laughs> we pick up Laura. We're so excited to see her. We go have lunch at In-N-Out. And then we say, you know what? why don't we just head over to the airport? We're going to get there early. So we show up like 3.30, appointments at 4.15. It's a decently long line of cars, not overwhelmingly long, but it, it's it's long enough. And it's not, it's not really moving. No. Like it's sort of inching forward, but I'm, I'm thinking- it's snail pace. To myself in my head, well, all of these people here have appointments and they're prepaid. So- they obviously have to stay until everyone who has an appointment gets through. Right. So then I realized, so we were chit-chatting or whatnot, and we've moved, you know, we've moved up, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 spaces. And and then, like, I realized that 10, 15, almost 20 minutes has passed by, and we haven't moved at all. No. And then I noticed that there's the cart that's at the front of the line, which happens to be across from us because the line sort of sneaked around, now has a barricade in front of it. <laughs> that can't be good. And I'm like, why are they, why are they doing that? Now, mind you, nothing is being communicated to anybody. There's probably what, like 50 cars in line. Uh, there is at, at least 45. No, nah, maybe a little less, maybe 40. Okay. So 40 cars in line. And now it looks as though they are stopped. They're not taking you more cars, which doesn't, 
does not compute initially. So then we see people starting to get out of their cars. And this was like 4.44, by the way. It wasn't even 5 o'clock yet. Yeah, and our let's let's go back. Rewind. Our appointment was at 4.15. We Correct. got there prepaid. at... Prepaid. Prepaid. Appointment. Several hundred dollars. We <laughs> got there at 3.30, so 45 minutes before our appointment. And in the 45... Well, no, at that point, over an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, there was still 40 cars in line ahead of us. I counted. Yeah. <laughs> So people are getting out of their cars and they're trying to talk to the supervisor there and they're getting yelled at because they're not of their cars, but no one's communicating anything to us. Okay. Long story short here. They tell us it's five o'clock. It's closed. We're done. Closed for the day. That's it. See you later. Bye. The issue is that Laura needs a PCR test. Laura needs to leave Sunday. We also have to have enough time in order for her to get her results back. So she has to get a PCR test on Thursday in order for us to get her results by Saturday because they don't send out results on Sunday. So there is a major predicament here. And so now, mind you, earlier in the week, several days before we left, I attempted to find a backup testing spot for Laura just in case this one did not come through and was not unable to. So the supervisor's being yelled at by a bunch of angry men. And so, because <laughs> that's always super productive and helpful. Large angry men waving their hands in the air. I'm like, yes. this isn't going to so go he well. Retreat, <laughs> he retreats into his little, you know, COVID Ten. shack. And so I'm like, sir, I'm not going, I literally go, I go, I'm not going to yell at you. I just have a question. He's like, I'm busy doing my work. And I was like, that's fine. I'm happy to wait. So we wait in the interim. The woman who had was in the car uh, right behind the barricade, she has called the police and she has called the news station. <laughs> I forgot about that. Part. And sweet little Laura is standing there and she goes, is this what people do in America? <laughs> yes. She's like, you just, you just call the police and you just call the news? I said, yes. She's like, wow. It really is like the America you see in the movies. Oh, no. I have muggy... Emoji face covering the eyes. Yes. <laughs> so basically, long story short, I asked the gentleman supervisor, what are our options here? And he says to me, you can either come back tomorrow morning or I can refund you. And I'm like, mm, not really worried about not the money. Option. Need to get her a test. What time do you open tomorrow morning? We open at nine. What time do people start lining up? Seven. I said, do you know of any other location around here where we can get a PCR test? No. He walks away. Then the very nice police officer comes over and starts talking <laughs> to us. We ask him the same question. He gives us several options. We spend... Then we have to go get Angie, who's waiting at the airport for us. Oh, God. Because <laughs> we've been in this ridiculous COVID testing situation. Twenty more minutes, Angie. Promise we're coming. <laughs> so we then drive to Walgreens and to Rite Aid and to CVS and to the gas station or the gas, the grocery store pharmacy mm-hmm. in trying to get Laura a PCR test to no avail. We fun. get Angie in the interim. So I am nothing if not stubborn. <laughs> and I have a job to do. My job is to make sure Laura can get back to her country. <laughs> And so we have made a contingency plan that if for some, we're going to, we're going to get, we are getting Laura a test on Friday. That is happening. However, just knowing that that's not good enough for me, I'm going to be first in line when that place opens at nine o'clock. He tells me that people start lining up at seven. I say 
F that. <laughs> I'm going at five. She's an overachiever, friends. Because I will be damned if we do not get to be first in line and get her a test. Also, she couldn't relax and enjoy her trip until this problem was solved. So. No. So that is, and I'm on East Coast time still. So I wake up at 4.30 anyway, because it's 7.30 at okay. my house. And that's, so it's where I, so I get myself up. Yeah. I get in the car. I go over. I, there is not one living soul in the parking not lot. One. I am first in line. Pitch so I, I say, Lord, you know, you don't have to get up. You've had a harrowing travel situation. <laughs> I'm going to go by myself. Meg will bring you to me when it is time. Come here by 830. Because we know since they closed precisely at five the, the day before. No, 444. They are not going to be opening before. They're not going to be opening before 9 a.m. I say, bring her to me for 830. <laughs> bring her to me for 830. So I go over to the testing site. So I am there now four hours before the testing site opens because I am dedicated and I'm pissed off <laughs> because we had a fucking test and we pay paid for it. Damn it. And then you sent us away with no other options. So I'm aggravated. Rudely, by the way. Very rudely. I like kindness, right, Mel? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I am first in line. So they bring Laura to me with coffee at 8.30. At the front of the line, we like beelined. I was waiting for people to start like stoning your car. Because they cut the entire line and they were like, here, and delivered Laura to my car with coffee. I told told Angie, I'm like, these people are going to be really pissed at us right now. So just beware. Listen, I was there four hours early. But so... In their, she got to watch the sunrise. So I did. It was, was beautiful. So in the ultimate, I don't know what happened between the night before and the next morning, <laughs> but there was a whole new crew of There's people. A new vibe going on. There was much more pleasant individuals working there, and they decided that they were going to have people stand in line. I'm not going to talk about why I think that's an no, asinine decision. However, I had to go move my car, so I drop. <laughs> I drop Laura. I say I don't need to be tested. This is for her. She gets in line first in line. I go move my car <laughs> first, first, by the way, and first, <laughs> this is important, right? Because I, so at some point when I realized that there was no other, no other car, no, wait, there's more, no other car showed up until six 30. And I thought to myself, I could have safely gotten here at seven. Not that I plan on doing this again, but okay. But here's the thing. There was a reason. There was a reason why I was first in line and it became very apparent and very important in this next part of the oh, story. So true. So I go and I park my car and I'm watching and I'm waiting and I'm like, what is taking so long? And then all of a sudden I see Laura sprinting toward my car (laughs) and I am now prepared to get out of my car and have to go like ring some necks and knock some heads because damn it, we were first (laughs) and she has a barcode and we're all set and this should not be an issue. And she comes, I said, roll down the window. I'm like, you okay? So she comes, she runs over and she's like, the person working behind the desk just informed me that I can upgrade my test to this rapid PCR, which will allow me to get into Canada, but I have to do it before 9 a.m. It is 8.58. So she has, and now mind you, she's from Canada, as we said before, so she doesn't even have cell service in the United States. So she's roaming right now. She's refilling out the form. I'm giving her the address of where we're staying in Palm Springs and my phone number and her reading off her credit card number. Guys, I shit you not. She hit the button to upgrade her test. As she hit it, it turned to nine o'clock and we just held our breath 
to make sure it went through because that test would give her her results in one to two hours, which meant that she would not have to rearrange her entire life and all of her flights leave on Monday instead of Sunday. So it went through and she goes and she gets her test. So at that point, I say to myself, okay, we can relax. We come back. It's nine o'clock in the morning. We start drinking whiskey <laughs> because that I'm like, I can finally breathe. I can finally relax. She can get back to her country. I'm going to sidebar for one second on this topic. The one, there was a multiple, a multitude of things that aggravated me about the situation. But the thing that aggravated me the most was the fact that had the supervisor the night before taken two seconds to ask us what kind of tests we had purchased and tell us what our options were, we could have upgraded her test that night instead of driving around to 17 pharmacies. Be prepared. Get back to the house at a reasonable time and not be completely stressed out that she was going to be now a new resident of Canada. So the whole story has ended well. She's getting back home. Hopefully everything will, (laughs) will work out tomorrow. But that... There's a level of dedication there. She to, was so dedicated to getting to her. To get oh my here, gosh. initially, anyway. There's lots of tears. There was a lot of, <laughs> uh, there was, Meg was doing a lot of crying. <laughs> I was doing a lot of what I do, which is just troubleshooting and trying to figure <laughs> shit out. And Meg just kept going, can you update me? Can you update me? Can you update me? And I was like, I don't have any new information. Um, so, so it's been great. We, we did a really fun you know, was it just yesterday? The house shoot? Or Joshua Tree? Joshua Tree was today. No, but when she flew in Thursday. Thursday. So, but yes, today is only Friday. Saturday, right? That's correct. Okay, so it was just yesterday morning that we did the test. Yes. My God. Guys, I know. It's been a long weekend. It's been a long two, three days. <laughs> I can't days. believe I'm up right now. It's 11 o'clock. Is it really? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, that's like two. Nope. Yes. Yes. So after we realized she had a test and she got her results back and it was all fine, we had a really, really fun day yesterday. We did a shoot at the house, like a branding shoot. We did individual headshots. Well, tell them where we're staying. We rented an Airbnb. We rented an Airbnb here in Palm Springs. Beautiful house. Pool, hot tub. Lovely location. fire pit. I don't know how to turn it on. I asked. I know. I don't know if it works. In any case. Anyway. um, And then today we did some more branding shoots for the podcast, (laughs) which is really exciting. So we're... I think they turned out so good. We're excited to start going through those. And then we drove to Joshua Tree and had the most delicious light. So dreamy. Oh my gosh. It was so beautiful. And I brought approximately 17 dresses with me. (laughs) Every other day, Brett 10, so it makes 27. The theme is 27 dresses. This yeah. Weekend, so well, I don't so know. Angie and Laura each only wanted to bring a carry on, which I totally get and respect. I, however, flew with two <laughs> enormous suitcases, my laptop bag, and my camera bag because I had to dress everybody for this, <laughs> except for Meg. I had to dress everybody else. <laughs> um, but the pictures turned out so great. And that sort of segues into what we actually wanted to talk about on the podcast today, which is the importance of really being intentional and setting aside time to get together with like-minded creatives. I mean, obviously the last two years have been a shit show. And so getting together in person is really challenging and hard. And I mean, our, our experience, just getting everybody here, just five of us here is a four, a prime (laughs) example, five is a, a prime example of how challenging it is right now to, to be able to get together with people. 
but optimistically looking forward, there is just, I mean, having a, a great online community like Hello Storyteller is an amazing thing to have because you get connected to people from all over the world. But there's just no replacement for actually like being with people who see the world in a similar way as you do and who aren't confused or annoyed or aggravated right. about you talking about cameras and, and pictures and apertures light and, and light and, style you know, and, and like who's, who see the world the same way and who understand, like, there's just something to be said for having that space where people understand what you're talking about. It, you can have the most supportive people in your life, the most supportive partners, but it eventually they get that sort of glazed over look on their face and it's a lot of nod and smiling or you're like, you're so excited about a picture and you show them and they're like, yeah, that's cool. Great. Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thanks. You suck. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the nice things about being here the last couple of days is that obviously we can talk business and stuff. We can talk hello storyteller and we just, you know, are able to sort of just like shoot the shit. But, you know, we go out and we shoot and, you know, everyone's got their own little take on it, but everyone, you know, understands how to read the light and how to shoot in the light and like different creative. It's just really fun to see everyone's creative spin on the exact same thing. And there's, it's not like stressful and it's not, it's just fun. It's just fun all the time. You have to worry if like someone's waiting on you because they're not waiting on you because they're waiting on the same thing, the light. Right. And like, so it's just, there's something about being able to sort of like talk shop with people that understand that's, is just different in person. And, you know, Meg and I and Angie, not so much Laura, I don't think, but we've had opportunities at other points in our life to get together and other sort of events and it always is like that refreshing piece of where you can just spend your entire time talking about the thing that you love to do and nobody gets tired of listening to no, you. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like no one gets tired. And everyone's going, going, willing going. to like share their ideas and like give you feedback. And and that's really what this what this has been. And and really sort of, and it's fun to see other people in action. Like, I mean, I know how Meg shoots. Meg knows how I shoot because we've shot together before, but like, I've never really seen Angie in person shoot. I've never seen Laura shoot at all and, and, and vice versa. And so it's just, and it's fun too. And it's, sometimes it's a little bit nerve wracking, I think, to to shoot your friends because oh, like totally. you want to do a good job. I know. You're looking <laughs> back at camera and I'm like, don't judge me right now. I'll make it pretty. I know that did it. come up. That did come up a lot. I was like, well, I mean, I, th I, I like it. You might not like it because you just want to do right by them. You know, of course. you just want to do right by them. And so there is, I think it is a little bit like, I've got to really step up my game and like do a really good job here. <laughs> but then it's just really nice to hear people be like, oh my gosh, I love the way that looks or like you made this so much so fun or, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. And so, so yeah, I would say, you know, ideally and hopefully when all of this craziness calms down. Seriously. I mean, really make, make a plan to get together with your people, you know, meet up in a place that you guys have always wanted to go to. Like we chose Palm Springs because the three of us and well, and the four of us, Holly too, we live in cold winter filled climates. In fact, I'm going home to an Arctic freeze of <laughs> negative 20 degrees. And today I was sweating in the desert. So it's not a pleasant return home for me, if I'm being completely honest, weather wise, so we chose California. We chose Palm Springs, ideally because of the weather, but also it's beautiful down here. So pretty. And like, you know, there's just something 
I, I, I mean, California is my happy place. Magical. <laughs> it doesn't matter where I go in California, yeah. whether it is San Francisco or Yosemite, Dana Point, and now I've never been to this Southern California, this most Southern California, but it's just, it's just a happy place for me. And the light here is just so different and than it is on the, on the East coast. And I don't know, there's just something about being here. And I think being able to go to different places and really sort of like immerse yourself in that geographical location and really take advantage of it is just it's fun and different and unique and especially for someone that's in business like like myself you know I would love to be coming out to California to do shoots I'd be loved I'd love to be traveling anywhere to do any sort of session and so these types of opportunities for me are really important because it provides pictures for my portfolio. Like I, I actually have an engagement session tomorrow up in San Diego that I'll be doing before I get back on the plane with one of my wedding couples that happens to live out here. So I'm super excited about that as well. But I just like, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be, you know, super expensive. There's lots of ways to do it where you could get together people that's, that's really affordable, but there's just a different level of, I think, experience and camaraderie when, when you get together with people that view the world the same way that you do. And it's so nice to actually connect with people that you talk to every day, every day. Yeah. Online. Like Angie. For years. <laughs> yeah. Well, Angie and Meg and I have met before we met back in 2018, 18, yeah. but we've never met Laura. No. <laughs> like we talk to Laura every single I talk to Laura every single day. Yeah. We all do because we're part of the admin team and so we're working together. And so for the last what two years we figured out that she's been a part yeah, of the admin years. team. Never met this person nope. in, in in person before. And so, you know, that's just a really fun and cool and new and different experience. Um and I think that's so much of the world right now, not just because of, of COVID, but just in general, like we're so connected online, which is awesome because you get to have so many different connections, but then you miss that sort of like personal yeah. connection yeah. of really sort of being face to face with somebody. So it's just been so fun. I don't want to go home tomorrow. And it's really nice. Like we all, like we all get along in our everyday work life, but mm -hmm. like to be in a space like for several days and especially with all the drama we went through, like we all really get along so well. Like I don't feel like I've gotten sick of anybody. Like no. we all just like. Laughed just, until yeah, our stomachs hurt. And <laughs> like literally <laughs> dying on the floor laughing. She was like laying on the floor laughing. <laughs> you know, dancing to music and just having like a really good time. I mean, obviously we wouldn't get together if we didn't like each other, but you never really know when you've never met somebody in person yeah. before, like, are they really going to be? And it's so funny because Laura's keeps saying, Meg is exactly how I imagined she would be in real life. And Melissa is exactly how I would imagine she That's would be hilarious. in real life. And Laura is exactly how, yeah. well, I know, I think she still surprised me, but she's exactly sort of what I anticipated that she would be. And I knew Angie before, so but it's just, it's just, it's fun. And it's important because I think it's important to be able to, to share a space with people that understand why you do what you do. And whether that's people that share your creative passions or whether that's just people that support you in your day-to-day -day life, you know, being intentional about making time for that. It was not easy to find a time frame that worked for all five oh of us. Gosh, that's so, so hard. It's so hard because <laughs> we're, schedule. you know, we all have families and we all have kids of different ages. And, and it was a challenge to find, you know, a time, a block of time that would work for all of us. But it was important enough for us to sort of like figure out how to make it work. 
so it's obviously really easy to be able to sort of like push it off and push it off. But we would just, Meg and I would just really strongly encourage you to, to take some time to get together people that view the same, the world the same way that you do. And whether that is people that happen to maybe be local to you that you just haven't seen in a while, or maybe, you know, you guys want to gear up and meet somewhere, like whatever it is, do it. Cause it's amazing. So, so, so worth it. Like seriously do it because no matter how much anxiety you might have, if you are new to traveling or don't like traveling, it's so worth it. Just freaking do it because the amount of fun we've had and the amount of laughs we've exchanged and just the amount of bonding we've had the last couple of days, like it's, you can't take that back. That's just... No, and you can't replicate that with an online experience. You can only have that sort of thing in person. And it's just, it's worth it. It's worth moving schedules around and it's worth, you know, trying to make it work. And both Angie and Laura have never traveled by themselves before. No. So this is like, so Laura was a rock star because everything she oh had to go God. through to I get here. I believe <laughs> that she is like here in the flesh because she literally went through so much hell the freaking She game. did. I can't believe she, she even I'm like not sure that I would have no. made it. If she just it, kept going like the Energizer Bunny. I was like, oh, you're still in this. Okay, okay. She did say that if her connecting flight in, in Calgary the day that on Friday or Thursday when she drove down, she's like, if that one is done, I'm done. And I was like, that's totally understandable. Totally fair. Um. So yeah, so we're... You know, we will be sort of up and at them early tomorrow morning to get people off to the airport. And I got to drive back up to San Diego. Meg's got to get her kids and go home. Yeah. Um, but it's been a really wonderful last couple of days. And and we need to make a plan for when the next time is going to be because it needs to be sooner rather than later. I yeah. don't want to wait another two years to, no, 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 no. to get together with people. No, so we're already going to start and plan our, our admin retreat for next year. And especially because of the type of community and online community that we have, like, I mean, our admin team works their asses off. Oh, so um, and there was, there was, there's no possible way that, that Hello Storyteller would run without any of them. No. And so, you know, it was Meg and I really wanted to be able to really take care of our admin team this weekend and really make them feel supported and and loved and appreciated, um, which I think has been done successfully. Yes.